Welcome to Friday the 3rd of April. Time to pray. I weave a silence onto my lips. I weave a silence into my mind. I weave a silence within my heart. I close my ears to distractions. I close my eyes to attractions. I close my heart to temptations. Uh, we're going to read from the third chapter of Philippians today, uh, beginning at verse 7, just reading through to verse 11. Uh, Paul has previously recited how strong his uh, stand could be on the basis of his um, fleshly qualifications to be a righteous person and is saying um, that all that he counts as rubbish compared to the worth, surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings. Becoming like him in his death and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. That was the NIV translation. As a way of contrast, I'm going to read to you from Tom Wright's translation. Does that sound as though my account was well in credit? Well, maybe, for whatever I had written in on the profit side I calculated instead as a loss because of the Messiah. Yes, I know that's weird, but there's more. I calculate everything as a loss because knowing King Jesus as my Lord is worth far more than everything else put together. In fact, because of the Messiah, I've suffered the loss of everything and now I calculate it as trash so that my prophet may be the Messiah and that I may be discovered in him not having my own covenant status defined by Torah, but the status which comes through the Messiah's faithfulness, the covenant status from God which is given to faith. This means knowing him, knowing the power of his resurrection and knowing the partnership of his sufferings. It means sharing the form and pattern of his death so that somehow I may arrive at the final resurrection from the dead. 
may be a familiar passage to you, and there's lots to say about Paul and his attitude to things in here. But in the context of Passion Week, it's that last sentence that I would pick out. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and to know participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. If we look at the first half of the sentence, Paul's explanation of what knowing Christ is, it's noted by many people that it's noteworthy that he begins with the resurrection. Uh, we have the cast of mind that we think, well, we tell the story of Jesus, he dies and then he rises again. Trips off our lips as it is in the creed. But interestingly, uh, Paul frames... Uh, this little section with the resurrection it begins and it ends with the resurrection but he, he introduces the resurrection first and of course that's right isn't it because we only really understand the crucifixion ourselves in the 21st century in the light of the resurrection and that's not just a chronological accident because we're later in history after the event but because that is the event that gives the meaning significant status value to the crucifixion and Paul says that's the experience that people can enter into when they become Christians and we've talked about this before being we die with Christ we're alive to Christ resurrection is definitely something that people experience the power of his resurrection I should say but nevertheless it's never associated disassociated from something to do with sufferings we are crucified with Christ. We've been down that road too, haven't we? The two go together. And although perhaps sometimes we say both and and rather too often, it is a both and in this sense, that we experience the power of God in our lives. It gives us fresh hope. Uh, hope for now changes our life for now in the way that we see things and it's our eternal hope beyond death. But nevertheless, to be identified with Christ is to recognise that our life will be difficult. It may be difficult simply because we're human beings still in a human life. We catch the uh, virus as much as anybody else. But also it may be difficult because it's difficult by virtue of being faithful to Christ. So our position we face, uh, things we do right without any expectation of reward. We forgive uh, and so on and so forth. There is a cost to being a Christian. But the two go together. The resurrection and suffering, the two go together and you need both in your mind to understand life now and the life to come. And Paul, of course, doesn't finish with the suffering. We become like in his death and da-da-da-da, we attain the resurrection from the dead in time. And he's going to talk about that in the next paragraph or two, the heavenly call, uh, the call heavenward in Christ Jesus. So let's hold on as we leave passage tide we, to both the truth that we died with Christ and we continue to die to self, but we live with Christ. We are raised with him. A moment's prayer. Father, we hear Paul speak of how he wants 
that knowledge of Christ that encompasses him with hope for the future and comfort for the present. To know that the cross is completed by the empty tomb. The two go together and we need to hold both those things in our mind. Help us to find comfort in his wounds and life in his death. Amen. Let's pray together the prayer of St. Richard of Chichester. Thanks be to you, our Lord Jesus Christ, for all the benefits which you have given us, for all the pains and insults which you have borne for us. Most merciful Redeemer, friend and brother, may we know you more clearly, love you more dearly and follow you more nearly, day by day. Amen.